Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It's what gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. This is Father Craig Vasek. I am your host today for Real Presence Live. I'm coming to you from the University of Mary. Atop a hill outside of Bismarck, North Dakota, we are live uh, and we are full. We have students running around everywhere. It is fabulous and fantastic. Things are really moving and I'm so happy. It was very quiet this summer here at the university and to have the students back and to be uh, in session with everything that we can has really been uh, a testament to the mercy of God and we're just so grateful. So I'm glad to be with you. It's beautiful here. I don't know where you are, but I'm sure it's beautiful there. Well, because it's beautiful everywhere today, I'm sure. Let's start with a prayer and we'll dive into our show for the day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your generosity. We thank you for your love. We recognize that you are over us, that you are before us, that you are looking ahead on our behalf. You are bringing us to our future with a good will for us, a good plan for our good and for our welfare. We ask for your blessing upon this time that many souls would hear the message of goodness and love that comes from your Son, that people would tune in today who maybe have never tuned in before, they would come across a signal wherever they may, and that they would be encouraged, they would be enlivened, and that you would give them grace. Give us also grace to follow you, to respond to you, to be led into the truth of salvation. We ask for your blessing upon us and your protection in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we, of course, as always on Real Presence Live, bring to you uh, stories and personages and various realities that are taking place in the listening area, which encompasses North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, a little bit of Montana, there's a signal that spreads, I've been watching it, uh, a little bit of Wyoming, I think northern Nebraska and northern Iowa, uh, and definitely the, the lower parts of Canada, which is the only place where people live in Canada anyway, so it's good enough. There's nobody in the northern part, I don't even know if there is a northern part to Canada, in fact, it's not been documented on the maps yet. <laughs> So that is where we are broadcasting from. Those are the kinds of uh, people that we interview or for people from those areas to talk about things that are happening in our listening area. So we will begin very, very local where I am seated here in Bismarck atop the hill at University of Mary visiting with our very own Dr. Leroy Hizenge. Welcome, doctor. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. We would like to know who you are, a little bit about you, and then we'll talk about the, the topic of the day. Well, I've been working at UMary for about 10 years as a professor of theology, and I'm also uh, an administrative chair in arts and sciences, which is like an associate dean, and so I do a lot of teaching and a lot of administration around the university as well. North Dakota native, grew up in Minot, and been around the world, and was able to uh, come back here about 10 years ago, and it's a glorious place to be. 10 years ago, how'd you end up back here? 
Yeah, so I was teaching at Wheaton College in the Chicago suburbs and ended up converting to Catholicism and uh, uh, needed to find a job at a Catholic institution. And there just happened to be one open here at Mary. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other and like, well, this is a chance to go home. And Mary's, you know, you know, poised for growth and to do great things. And so uh, converted and uh, moved back here. And it's been, uh, you know, wonderful ever since. That's great. So uh, how are things starting out here at the University uh, of Mary in this, this strange time? You know, they feel almost normal. You know, we've huh. got a really good student body. Uh, the students are, you know, uh, docile and normal and wonderful. And so, you know, they do the social distancing, they wear the masks, but nobody seems to be uptight and there's not like a not like a spirit of crisis or fear on the university campus. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're all doing our thing with those uh, minor adjustments, you know, washing hands, you know, wearing masks when appropriate. Uh, you know, we don't have fall sports this year. You know, that's a decision made above us and that sort of thing. So there are some changes, but it, it's really good to be back on campus, and it yeah. feels to me at least almost normal. So tell me about the classroom. I'm not in the classroom very often. I'm around with the athletes doing what they're doing. They modify their training, etc. But is, a, is there a lot of different protocols in the classroom? Like, are the classrooms mostly the same as they're usually? Or are they spacing them out further? Or how does that look? Yeah, you know, it feels very much the same hmm. to me, except that students are wearing masks usually. Okay. And we did a thing uh, where our registrar, God bless her, worked really hard to stick every class she could in a classroom that would keep the class at 75% capacity or less to encourage uh, social distancing. And so students are able to spread out, and when they're not, they're wearing masks. Mm. And so, I mean, the masks are a little bit weird because you don't see everybody's face like you should and it just makes uh teaching a little bit different because it's harder to read expressions and what have you uh you know but it's it doesn't feel all that different to me really so yeah, yeah so classroom instruction is going on almost as normal I was at the uh, the welcoming ceremony for the for the freshmen, and the student body president uh, had a presentation. And he said he was talking about how he met his future wife uh, in the first week, and so he was encouraging all the freshmen to get out and do the silly activities that they're doing to try to get freshmen to know other people on campus. Like, I met my future wife at playing tag my first week at school, and so he was talking about this. And then he came back to the other students, like, "You might meet your future spouse here. You may not know what the bottom half of their face looks." like yet <laughs> but you might meet them and everybody started laughing you know it's like because that is what uh, that's what you're seeing you're seeing the top half of so many people's face <laughs> but it's uh, it's a little bit different that way but uh though we started strong here and we're doing what we can huh to mm -hmm. uh, to make sure we can stay on campus and bring our students a good education so let's talk a little bit more about the University of Mary or just in general the idea of Catholic identity within the university structure. Um, uh, what does that look like at Mary or what, is that, what do you think that's supposed to look like in general across the nation or just your thoughts on identity at a Catholic institution? Sure. You know, so a lot of Catholic institutions will present themselves as Catholic, and they might even have an office of mission and identity and that sort of thing. But at some of those institutions, identity doesn't go to the heart. And, you know, at other institutions where identity is supposed to be central to their mission, um, it, it can become more of a, a formal thing, where you dress a certain way and act a certain way. 
And one thing I've noticed at Mary in my time here is that, you know, identity as a Catholic institution, right, goes to our very heart, our very existence. It's not just how we act or how we present ourselves as students, as faculty, as an institution, but it's really, really something that's internal for us, mm. as it should be. And being so deeply rooted in the students' hearts, the faculty's hearts, the institution's heart, uh, the outward expression is effortless and normal, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, Jesus says in the Gospels, you know, it's, it's the heart that matters first mm -hmm. and, you know, everything that comes out of your mouth or everything you do is expressing what's there already in the heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think you marry... Uh, like some of our fine sister institutions in the Newman Guide, you know, we've got our, we've got our hearts right. And because we've got our hearts right, uh, things work really well. Mm -hmm. It's when your heart is wrong and you try to work only on the externals that you have all kinds of hiccups and grinding gears and problems. And we don't, we don't have that at you, Mary. And it's been just a blessing to be a part of. Yeah. It's so great. Everybody, I'm talking with Dr. Leroy Husingay at the University of Mary. We're talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the exciting things that are happening at the university, but we're kind of setting the stage and talking about uh, Catholic identity and higher education. I'll share just an example, a story, a recent story uh, from my own experience here, doctor, about uh, going to the heart and uh, kind of just the breathing of uh, identity throughout kind of all of the structures and not just in certain ways or formalities. Um, a good friend of my older brother her daughter is a senior in high school and so they came to tour the university just a couple weeks ago um they're on an individual tour and they sent me a text and said hey father we're going to be on campus It'd be great to see you for a minute or whatever so i said well, maybe i can join up to you when you're on your tour so i actually took in some of their tour uh i don't know the tour guide if the tour guide was uh, uh somehow in she's deeply devoutly catholic or she's just a normal student or whatever the was. i have no idea but i was walking around and she's telling me about the buildings and different things and then we we were down and claire and we're going by Bennett Chapel. She's like, and here's Bennett Chapel where we have adoration and masses. And she said, let's go look inside the chapel. And she opened the door and we went in. We're looking into the chapel. And she was just talking freely about the different things that happen in the Catholic, uh, Catholic world here. And then we went down and we saw the music room. And then we went over and we saw the grotto. And then we said a prayer in the grotto. And it was just like, it was just, it was just part of the thing. It was just, it was just, it was just lived. And uh, so I was chatting and I just, I found it to be really beautiful, but I was chatting with the family afterward and they're like, Father, that was amazing. And I was like, what's amazing? And they're like, we were talking about school and then we were talking about prayer and then we were talking about school and then we were talking about the church and it was like, not like separate. It was just, yeah, here's life. <laughs> You know, at the University of Area, they're like, it was really beautiful. It was really beautiful. I was like, this is great. Because it's just, it's seamlessly part of mm -hmm. what's going on here, huh? Mm -hmm. So, how about as it bears upon higher education? You know, identity, okay, as an institution, sure. But, like, how about in the classroom or in the kind of the ethos or the anthropology of of the the system or of the what's going on? How, how does Catholic identity bear upon that in terms of higher ed? and the, the study of the mind. Huh? Yeah, so a lot of uh, schools around the country, uh, you know, whether they identify as Catholic or Protestant or evangelical or state schools or whatever, um, you know, really follow the spirit of the age. Uh, they're modern, postmodern, and that means that they see the human person kind of as like a ghost in a machine, you know, either a mind somehow inhabiting a body 
or uh, simply kind of a bundle of desires and the body's there simply to express and enjoy those desires. And at you, Mary, we've made a, a major deliberate push to emphasize the Catholic perspective on the human person and what that means for the human person in terms of uh, dignity and virtue and uh, obligations and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's true not only in, you know, theology and philosophy around here, uh, you know, but other programs too. We've got, you know, really committed Catholic people in the School of Business and the School of Health Sciences and the School of education and so you know we present here at you mary the true perspective on the human person and that is rooted uh in our professional programs as well as our live arts programs and it's wonderful to see um you know depending on the class and the program uh sometimes it's there more overtly sometimes it's there more uh subtly you know but it's it's certainly there you know so you have to ask like in the business school uh, you know, what does it mean to be a business person, to run a company, if what the church teaches is true about uh, the human person? You know, that we're both, you know, body and soul, intellect and will, you know, ordered to the good, ordered to virtue. Uh, health sciences especially, I mean, this is, you know, most listeners would know that in the healthcare world, uh, there's a lot of things going on that are totally at odds with the human person, where healers aren't healers, but they're you know, technicians serving patient desires. And here at you, Mary, in the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences, um, you know, our young people are being trained, you know, to be healers, not technicians, mm. to bring the body and mind back into harmony mm. with nature as God intended, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's a glorious thing to see. It's, it's nice having everybody kind of firing on all cylinders around here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really great. I... Uh I guess I have another example. Uh, I'm teaching a class for our student-athletes, and uh, I'll be asking them the question, uh, what is the human person, or what makes an athlete great, or whatever. And they'll say, well, from this perspective, uh, we are biological, da-da-da-da. But then we also have to understand the uh, religious perspective, or the Catholic perspective, or the whatever perspective, or the spiritual perspective, where we recognize that we have a soul, and we have, we have desires, and we have to order them towards the good. And they're like saying this, you know, like, uh, and they're not, you know, some of these are freshmen or sophomores or whatever, and so they, they haven't necessarily seamlessly integrated it, but they're able to say, well, I can speak it from this way, but I also have to be able to speak it from this way, because I believe both of these things, and they have to come together. And so they're able to articulate this. It's really fabulous. I've been very impressed with them in their responses. So Dr. Gay, thanks for being with us. We'll stay with you after our break. Uh, we're going to talk more about what's going on at the University of Mary, uh, how you might be able to come and visit you, Mary, yourself, or take part in what we're offering to the world, because we're awesome here. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of our priests. 
Through them, we experience your presence in the sacraments. Help them to be strong in their vocation. Set their souls on fire with love for your people. Grant them the wisdom, understanding, and strength they need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Each week, Real Presence Radio honors a priest in our listening area with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Nominate your priest at realpresenceradio.com and tune in to hear more about these holy men of God. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live today, broadcasting from the University of Mary. I got some hockey players that want to get on the show. They're sitting over there waiting for me to invite them onto the show. I can't wait. Guys, get ready. That'll be great. I got some soccer player over there. She's ready to get on the show. All right. So we are, I got to get back to business. I got to talk to Dr. Heisinger. I can't be talking to my, my athletes all the time. We are talking about what's happening at the University of Mary. We're talking about higher ed. We're talking about Catholic identity on campus. So now we want to move into um, some, some offerings that the University of Mary has uh, or has been developing uh, so as to serve this, uh, this identity in a way that, that will be a gift uh, to, to our community and to the region. So, Dr. Gay, what... What's happening? There's, there's hardly ever ha- anything happening at the University of Mary. Monsignor Shea just kind of sits around and doesn't really do much. That was a joke. And he, <laughs> Dr. Hughes and Gay is like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, anyway, things are always moving here. Monsignor Shea, uh, very creative, uh, lots of vision, and it's always fabulous. So there's always something exciting going on, and you uh, take part in this in a, in a great way as well. So what's happening? Dr. Hughes and Gay asked the question. What's happening at the University of Mary these days? Well, one thing we're really excited about that we've just launched is what we're calling our our Catholic portfolio of online programs for the Catholic professional. So you, Mary, has been a leader in distance education for over 25 years. 
you know, I hear stories that back in the day we were actually mailing uh, videotaped lectures to people before there even was an internet. Wow. Um, and as far as I know, it was even Betamax. <laughs> Some people in the audience remember Betamax before a VHS ate its lunch. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we've been doing distance ed for a long time, either at our satellite campuses or, uh, you know, by mail or now, you know, 20, 25 years internet. Uh, so, you know, we were first and we're still the leader in uh, online education for Catholics. And we've had these wonderful uh, online programs for a while now, and we've never packaged them together. So mm. we'd have a program like our program in bioethics, you know, which is wonderful. And we'd launch it and we'd advertise it. And, you know, that would be good. But we decided the time was right to package everything together to kind of show the world everything we have at once. Mm. And so we've got, uh, going from memory here, about 15 or 16 existing online programs uh, in the, on the graduate level in uh, most of our schools. Uh, and we've now started developing about another 16, another 17 that are going to start being offered probably this summer and this fall, depending on the particular program. So that's grad level, accessible, affordable, flexible online education in everything from Catholic studies and theology uh, to business to health sciences uh, to education. Uh, master's degrees in education uh, where you can be certified as a teacher pretty quick with options to do um, Catholic studies uh, within that or leadership in Catholic education and renewal. Uh, the business school we're really excited about, we're going to start offering a doctorate in business administration, Ooh. right? So a lot of people have MBAs. Mm -hmm. We put a lot of people through our wonderful MBA program. I'm in our MBA program right now because I just can't stop accumulating degrees. <laughs> you know, uh, you marry ever found the law school. I'll do that next. But um, you know, the, D the DBA would really be a way to, you know, set one apart from a lot of the uh, people in the world that have MBAs. And it would build right. wonderfully on a MBA. Uh, you know, health sciences, we're able to do a whole lot of stuff online. Uh, masters in nursing, you know, go from a BSN to an RN. Uh, you know, so we've just, I mean, we've got a whole slew of programs. And if you want to take a look at them, the website would be catholicprofessional.life. Catholicprofessional.life. That's a really cool TDL, top-level domain, .life, right? Mm. It exists, and we wanted to use it because, you know, you marry one of our tags is uh, for life, for all that right. means, right? Education for life, pro-life, you know, having a thriving, virtuous life, you know. So we're for life, and we wanted these graduate online programs, you know, to not only advance your career, but to, you know, advance your faith for life. Oh, that's fabulous. So a number of these, as you're saying, uh, have already been existing, and they're just going to be brought into this, and then there's a number of new things that are being developed um, all the time. And you're the, you're, the, <laughs> you're the guy developing, or you're helping develop a lot of them, or you're kind of coordinating these various things? Yeah, or? coordinating, running point on a lot of okay. them. Um, you know, I, I haven't had a science course for a long time and I'm not a nurse you know, or a right. physician so you know we'll leave the actual development of courses up to uh, the experts in that you know but I'm coordinating all this and making sure the uh, you know the schools when they're developing the new programs 
you know, are developing them in a, w- in a way that, you know, serves the broader mission and Catholic identity rooted in human anthropology, Catholic anthropology. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're even offering, you know, certificates in uh, Catholic anthropology, you know, for uh, counselors, right, for psychologists and psychiatrists who might feel that that's kind of deficient in their training because a lot of psych and psychiatry programs uh, don't operate from a Catholic perspective. And there's a lot of good Christian and Catholic counselors out there that want to learn about this. We've got a certificate in that too. So yeah, I do a lot of the coordination, make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, yeah, run that's, point on this. That's going to be extremely helpful for so many people who have received a, if you want to say reductive education, you know, if, uh, if all that I can understand taking psychology or psychiatry, if all I can understand is from the tests that we've been able to do of empirical data of what's going on, then we're never going to get to the soul. We're never mm-hmm. going to get to the, we're never going to get to the spirit. We're never going to get to the transcendent really. We'll, we'll have to affirm it in some vague way because there's something going on here, but maybe it's a hallucination <laughs> and then come back to what we can empirically established right so i think it's fantastic so uh, even for people who this it doesn't even have to be something new for someone it could be something that they've already studied and they're like you know it was kind of lacking uh i can come to mary and get uh not necessarily a full degree i could get something that i can add to what i've already done so that i can really have a whole person understanding of whatever that field might be Incredibly, incredibly helpful. So everybody, I'm talking with Dr. Leroy Huizinga of the University of Mary, who wears a lot of hats and has many degrees. Uh, and he wants to get a degree in nursing, he said. He just told <laughs> he doesn't have that yet, so he has to get that one. Uh, so we're hearing about the Catholic portfolio, uh, the various offerings for uh, students. I suppose they can be on campus or they can be online, or is this mostly uh, speaking to an online audience? A lot of our programs are actually offered in person if you're in the Bismarck-Mandan area, either okay. on campus or at the Butler Center downtown in Bismarck. Uh, you know, but these particular programs that we're putting into this portfolio uh, will be available online, and some of them uh, in person as well, right? So it's, it's possible that we'll have a, you know, a group of students, you know, say in uh, Catholic studies, you know, here... Uh, taking the courses live while the courses then are streamed live as well as recorded for students in Wisconsin, California, New York, Guam, you know, Beijing, I don't know, Mm -hmm. uh, right, all over the world thanks to the internet. You know, so it's an online portfolio, but some of the programs are also offered uh, on the ground if you happen to be in the Bismarck-Mandan area. Sure, sure, great. So uh, somebody's listening and they're like, hey, I've got a friend who should inquire or someone's listening like, no, actually, I want to inquire. I want to be part of this. I want to see what's going on at Mary. Um, you've given us a website, but is that is that basically the thing is you go to this website or are there various ways they can be in touch or get get involved here? Yeah, again, the easiest thing to do is to go to catholicprofessional.life and that'll give you all those 30-odd programs that are both existing and in development. Uh, and if you're ready to go right away, then online.umary.edu uh, would be where you'd go to get uh, in contact with our admissions team, right? So catholic.professional.life will steer you to information about each and every program, and then there's links that'll take you to online.umary.edu. Okay. Right? So either of those sites will get you where you need to go. Great. What else do we need to know, Dr. Huizinga? I see I'm on the website right now. I'm looking at it. This looks great. 
I love it. I haven't been there before. Maybe, I, know, should, maybe I should apply. So all these, <laughs> you know, I mean, you only you got like, what, two or three degrees being a priest. And you could always stay on another more because why not? Um, you know, the, the big thing is that all these programs are infused with our, our Catholic identity, you know, in a deep way. Um, that you're, you're going to get an MBA or a DBA or a nursing degree, and it's going to be, you know, taught from a Catholic perspective, you know. But practically speaking, you know, we're practical people here in North Dakota at Mary. You know, you're going to be able to do these degrees without turning your life upside down. You know, I probably work uh, 50, 60, some weeks, 70 hours a week, and I'm able to do the MBA, right? And we've really tried to make these programs flexible that way, and we've always done that. Um, they're affordable, too. Uh, you marry, you know, our tuition for our regular, you know, undergrad programs as well as our grad programs. Our tuition's, you know, significantly lower than other institutions. And we're able to do that because you marry... Uh, runs with maximum efficiency. We don't pour a lot of money into extraneous administrative positions or uh, pet boutique projects or that sort of thing. We we really you know treat tuition money and donor money uh, as something very precious, and so we're able to keep tuition way uh, below what other schools you know often charge. So you can afford this. You can do this without turning your life upside down. You can do it while you're a working professional. Uh, you know, I've got children and I'm able to do these grad programs. It works. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Heisinger, I'm looking at this. Everybody's going to go to, uh, what was it, catholicprofessional.life. When they go there, I'm seeing all kinds of things that I had no idea we were even doing at the University of Mary. <laughs> Sp- uh, music with specialization in sacred music, uh, uh, parish administration and management. I'm thinking of people who are helping in parishes. Incredibly helpful. Uh, sacred music, spiritual direction, sacred scripture, marriage and family. I mean, the list goes on and on. And what what we're offering here at the University of Mary. A certificate in high school chaplaincy for sport, for priests. This is really really great. Uh, we are getting after it here, Dr. Heisinger. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing with us what the University of Mary has been doing and is continuing to offer to the to the world. Thanks so much for having me. Ah, fantastic, everybody. That was uh, Dr. Leroy Heisinger of the University of Mary talking to us about the Catholic portfolio that the University of Mary is offering. We're going to take a break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about ancient or traditional forms of church music and whether they should be or are still used today. Find out in our next conversation on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 